It's the Horrorphoria Podcast. Don't touch that dial. Andy Gilly and John Richards are your hosts of this weekly podcast to rate and review horror movies. Is it good? Is it bad? <laughs> Is it a classic? Find out now. <laughs> Welcome to the Horrorphoria Podcast. It is Friday, August 21st of 2020. This is episode number 74, talking about Veronica from 2017. Broadcasting from our possessed studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And I am Andy Gilly. And it's a bright, sunny day in here again. I know, and it's cold in here, too. It's uh, Yeah, it's, yeah. it's cold and very bright. I like, I like it. I like it overcast. I, I enjoy it. You know, I'm kind of like a vampire. Yeah, we were talking that you were a hermit vampire. Maybe guy. maybe I like to be outside. I don't know. You, I guess. You, my, you know, activities. I think it's my man, my manufactured Facebook life that makes it look like I like <laughs> being outside. But I'm really, uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. he's a he's an Xbox Live I'm, guy. Yeah, I am. I don't really like the sun that much. Although I'm also tan, so I don't know. Well, there you but, go. <laughs> Big plans this weekend? Uh, no, not really. Uh, Sticking around town? Gonna no. Actually, I'm I'm going. I'm doing a normal thing. Doing up north. Oh yeah. wait, you're meeting up with your folks up there, aren't you? I am. Um, yep, yep. Um, cool. Probably get some. I'll probably lay in the sun and take a nap. <laughs> so good. go outside that way. But uh, that's awesome. Hey, uh, I do want to plug. I'm going to be on Instagram live tonight talking with uh, Cold as Ice 18. It's at C O L D A S I three E. One eight. Uh, this out. guy just—he's uh, a big fan of horror movies. Um, from Texas, we'll be doing it at 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time. So if you want to get on there, ask any questions, or just join the discussion, it'd be awesome. I know Andy's going to be driving up there, so uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sorry, what time is that? 9 p.m. Central, Central Standard Time. All right, I will have to tune that in. Well, if you're or not driving click on it i guess so, yeah, yeah i don't know how long we're gonna do i don't know what questions are prepared but cool. you know I, i'm a guy that likes to wing it for sure yeah sounds cool <laughs> horror movie news horror movie news uh price of shutters going up the annual subscription will increase from 47.88 to 56.99 or from 3.99 a month to 4.75 a month subscribers i don't know if you got that email but uh, we're notified of this change in an email sent monday and the email initially indicated that the annual price was the new monthly subscription price oh wow Wow! Oh, so yeah. it said that we would be paying paying fifty six ninety nine a month for Shutter, and it made me go to my credit card statement to be like, "What the heck am I paying for this?" You know, and I, I think get it, like it, a it wrestling pay per view for that. Yeah, right. You know, so it was uh, a correction was quickly issued on that one. I understand that though. I'm not, I'm actually fine with that. I mean, I, as long you know, as they're not, not jacking it up to like twenty bucks a month. No, you know? it's four seventy five a month. It's really not that bad. And you get a ton of uh, ton of horror movies. It's uh, content it, is so good. Like their original you know, content. Yeah, if you're if you're a horror movie fan, it, it it's a no brainer. Yeah, it's you worth know? it for sure. You you really need to get it. Um, I don't like their sound. I wish they had 5.1 sound. We'll talk about that today. Maybe that's Netflix does. Well, maybe that's why they're increasing because they can have the quality of sound. That would be fantastic. I'd pay, I don't know, I'd pay twice that if I had 5.1 or surround sound on Shutter. Um, Dread Central reports that Grindhouse releasing in Janus Films will be putting together a 4K restoration of Night of the Living Dead and putting it out in drive-in theaters starting August 22nd. That's uh, tomorrow, I guess. Uh, the three confirmed theaters are in Westbrook, Maine, Vandergrift, Pennsylvania, and Sterling, Illinois. The new 4K version will also include an introduction by the Living Dead author Daniel Krause. Nice. Yeah. 
should be interesting. Just don't colorize it, please. Yeah, do not colorize it. You ever see the colorized version of it? I've heard that one exists, but I refuse yeah, it's, to. It's terrible. Don't watch that version. They, they play that, you know, they always play it on Halloween, or they used to always play it on Halloween. I avoid it because I heard it's so bad. And, uh, well, and not necessarily the colorized version, but they, they uh, you know, they play Night of the Living Dead every Halloween, and, and one Halloween I saw the color, colorized version, so... Um, Robert Eggers' new movie, The Northman, has picked up a new cast member. That would be Icelandic musician Bjork. <laughs> Bjork will be playing the character currently called Slav Witch. Nicole Kidman, Willem Dafoe, and Alexander Skarsgård are some of the other bigger names already attached to the project. This will be Bjork's first film since Lars von Trier's Dancer in the Dark, a 2000 film for which she, was, she actually won Best Actress at Cannes. Yeah, I heard it was a really depressing movie, and I if I hear that it's like that, Dancer uh, in the Dark or The Northman? No, The Dancer in oh, the Dark Dance movie. Dark. Okay. Yeah, so huh. you know, I stay away from those. Bjork doesn't. Well, it's yeah, I don't know. Bjork doesn't seem like the. Uh, I don't know. She'd be in a movie that was uh, like all rainbows and happiness, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not super familiar with the music, but Exorcist, Exorcist. No, no. You heard about this? I did. <laughs> it's being rebooted. <laughs> Morgan Creek's apparently rehashing the William Peter Blatty novel. The 1973 version, of course, is one of the top classic horror movies of all time. I think we both had that in our top five. Easy. Uh, Easy. I'm not quite sure what you could do to improve upon it, but uh, I guess Morgan Creek's going to try. No, and I actually did read, I did read there's a group of fans that already has like 100,000 signatures to not make that happen or not let that happen. Yeah, don't do this. In fact, you know, okay. And so I've read The Exorcist novel by William Peter Blatty. Maybe you could make another movie out of it, but don't call it The Exorcist. I, I don't know. Mm. Base it on it if you really want to do this. You know, base the uh, base your movie on William Peter Blatty's novel and just call it, uh, I don't know, uh, The Demon or something. Uh, Pazuzu, I don't know. Pazuzu, exactly. Call it something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so it was. Pazuzu's Revenge, I don't know. Call it, it something like that. It was so innovative. Now, Exorcist had a couple of sequels. I mean, to me, Exorcist 3 was, was fantastic. Yeah, Exorcist was 3 was a good movie. I, uh, I've always liked that you one. You know, the Hederic at number the second one yeah, sucked from what bees. I remember. Yeah, I, I saw it one time and I do not recall liking it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like any other classic horror movie no. because you have this this character where, you know, okay, somebody's going to try to remake it, i.e. the uh, Candyman, which is right. coming out soon. But, I mean, Halloween's been remade or rebooted how many times? Right, or, but, okay, but the Candyman and Halloween are just, that. that those are in a different category than the Exorcist. That's what I'm getting And at. the story is uh, a, a different kind of story that uh, that lends itself to to that. You know, with the Candyman, there is, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not the kind of movie that the Exorcist was it's not this classic where it's almost a perfect five star movie you know mm-hmm. you know the, the version it was in 1991 that the first Candyman came or 1990 91 91 I think maybe it was 92 um, yeah it was it was a good movie it was a great movie Tony Todd it's fantastic in it but it, there's room for improvement and there's some you know Jordan Peele I think is going to add something to this I'm excited about that reboot that's well, interesting but that's what I'm getting at yeah. is that, that the, the story of Exorcist just I mean I know it's a perfect movie for you it's a perfect yeah. movie for me I mean we're not going to review it but if right. we did we would be sitting there just you know 
rainbows and yeah. sunshine oh, yeah. fantastic we this movie fought was. over that movie the whole time yeah that's why you, we aren't going to review it it's five stars no you know? absolutely it's a five star movie and there, I don't know how you can improve this I'm right there with you I mean the story itself is flawless and the characters and the acting and you know the the images were like just whoa yeah absolutely you know i i just um i i don't see what they're going to add linda blair's performance in it perfect yes i mean uh you aren't going to add to this with cgi or anything any other kind of thing you know i mean uh i i don't know i don't know what they're what they're doing here but uh and, and again if you if you really really don't have any better ideas and want to uh want to try to tell this story that we William Peter Blatty told in the novel but again call it something else yeah. you know and, and take different things from it yeah yeah it takes hey, take a if, different take here, on it. Hollywood if you want to reboot something how about like the a movie we really enjoyed like Blood Rage come on <laughs> <laughs> that is a great, great the Giants any of uh, the Bill Rabane movies now those could benefit from some CGI uh, improvements you yeah know? Oh, are you talking Blood Not Harvest in the, the yeah, what is the it Giant the Spider Invasion yeah man. there you go you know Giant Spider Invasion might uh, might stand for some you know CGI improvements I don't know that it would improve the story of it but uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen it but um, nope, still haven't that yeah there there's a perfect candidate for a reboot there you go <laughs> All right. Blood Rage I don't know I mean uh, Blood Rage is that one yeah, from Tiny Tim's that, that's Blood Harvest oh Blood, Har- Blood Harvest is what I'm thinking of yeah yeah. yeah. Well, I, I agree. I think Blood, blood, blood Rage is the one from Jacksonville, Florida. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Getting my blood movies mixed up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it for uh, horror movie news anyway. That's uh, <laughs> that's my thoughts on the Exorcist reboot, if you, if you wanted to know. We're, we're both not fans of that. Uh, horror movie trivia. Director Paco Plaza directed another Spanish horror movie that is considered one of the best found footage films of all time. What is it? Did he direct Wreck? He did. Yeah, okay. That is a great uh, Spanish horror movie. 2007. Um, bonus points if you know what the American remake was called. Quarantine. Kind right. of fitting for the yeah, days right. we're in right now, huh? <laughs> right. It, and if I remember, it, it was quite, it was very, almost shot for shot similar, if almost I remember exactly. right. Almost exactly. And then uh, the but, end. But it still managed saw. to be, yes, it still managed to be inferior to the original. It was. So just learn I mean, Spanish and watch. Well, well watch and the Rack color, well, the color palette was like, was different, but yeah. it, was, it was a lot raw, lot more raw with Wreck. I mean, Wreck 2 was pretty good. and then I thought Wreck 2 was pretty good, yeah. Um, they had a Wreck 3, Wreck Genesis. You know, they, they just kept doing. I think I saw Wreck Three, and I haven't seen any other ones. But yeah, yeah I really like the Wreck series. And they're, they're yeah, good. so this guy's got some uh, horror movie chops for sure. Yeah, uh, Anna Torrent, who plays the mother in Veronica, also starred in a 1996 Spanish horror movie along with Eduardo Noriega. We reviewed that film on this show. What, what was it? Tessies. That is correct. Tessies. Tessies. I are, thought she looks familiar. Yes, that's Anna Torrent. She was the main character in Tessie's. Yeah. 1996. Like, Why does she look so familiar? Uh-huh. uh-huh. It looks, uh, I don't know. I hate to, it looks like her lip mole has gotten a little bigger since then, but <laughs> it's a little bit distracting. I don't know. It was distracting while you were watching it. <laughs> I just, I hate to. That's mean, but that is mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm fine. sorry. I said that. Um, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Andy's chainsaw plot. A Ouija board session with her friends to contact her father and the dead boyfriend of a classmate unlocks something sinister for Veronica. Whatever it is that has been unleashed could drag her and her young siblings to hell with it. Yeah, that is absolutely perfect. All right, here's your spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about Veronica from 2017. Director Paco Plaza. If you have not seen this movie. 
I think we both highly recommend you pause the podcast, go watch it, which you can find on, was it Netflix? Yes, it's on Netflix. And then come back, find out what we had to say about it. Initial thoughts of Veronica. Uh well, the, what really stood out to me about Veronica was the sound. It had great 5.1 surround sound. It was almost a quiet place like in its ability to scare you with like the direction of the sound. And, you know, like like uh, if you if you have good like surround sound and it's coming like from the left, it almost sounds like uh, it's not part of the movie or something like that. The direction directional separation of the sound in this movie was fantastic, I thought. Mm-hmm. And the sound really added to it. it. It was it was a very, very big player in the movie, almost as, as good as uh, like I said, a quiet place. And this is my problem with, um, you know, watching movies on, on Shutter. It's only in two two. Um, Two two channels uh, uh, stereo stereo yeah I can't talk sorry <laughs> uh, it's in two channel stereo every movie is in two channel stereo on Shutter yeah. and I think you, in a movie like this you would really miss a lot if you watched it that way mm-hmm. because that was a huge part of of what made this movie really good for me I thought uh, I also thought the acting was was great everybody uh, especially again the kids turned in a great performance in this movie sure. one of the most spine chilling scenes in the movie movie has uh, has just the little kids in it mm-hmm. it's when they're in that closet and just their look or something just it just gave me the shivers it actually like affected me and not not much does that to me anymore you no. know um so i i like this movie i think you're gonna find me giving it a pretty good rating at the end of this i agree i, I don't think there's a whole lot more i could say to it um i didn't i didn't have the advantage of listening to it in 5.1 so i think maybe there were some things that that were that were just directly at me rather than to the side sure i didn't take any away anything away from the enjoyment i got from this movie uh, i agree with you i think the, all the kids put on a great performance the four-year-old little kid the uh twins seven eight however old they were mm-hmm. and the girl i read that played the main character of uh, Veronica. This was her very first role, which blew my mind. Wow, that blows my mind too. Uh, that's, that's she amazing. was so good in this movie. Uh, every, even every uh, side character was really good and an integral part to the story. The plot was so good. Uh, some great jump scares. There were, yeah. Uh, cinematography was fantastic. I know that you studied abroad, I believe, in Spain. Right? I did, yeah. So, I mean, Spain. was any of this familiar to you? Or? Sure. Actually, this is really interesting because uh, this movie supposedly takes place in 1991. So, I was there a couple of years later. Right. And it, it, there's, like, the music and stuff. There, there's a lot of, like, this is a 90s retro nostalgia movie if you lived in Spain during that. You know, if you if you grew up in Spain in the 90s, this would be as, as retro as watching something with, like, Nirvana in it and stuff, you know. Right, right. Uh, so, the, this, uh, this band that she has a shirt on um, uh, I, I'm trying to think of what the name is it uh, it was like a Spanish rock uh, heroes of the uh, arrows del silentio is what it's it, what it what it says on her shirt that's a, that was a band that disbanded like around 1996 which was right before I I lived there mm-hmm. uh, and it was a big band in the early 90s in Spain so yeah. uh, and, and a lot of their music is in it so um, so yeah I mean it, it was it, it, it kind of took me back to that time and and uh, Spain in that era. Um, one thing I, I just uh, off that topic, but uh, one thing I will say is the reason we're watching this is because I <laughs> I saw a post uh, that this was the scariest movie ever that people had to turn it off or whatever. 
And I didn't get that from it. I, I didn't see anything in it that I, I feel like there are scary. This movie was scary. Oh, yeah. I found this movie. I actually did find this movie scary. And there were some chilling scenes in it that actually did affect me. But nothing that I, I think was, uh, you know, to the to a level you haven't experienced in it. In it you can't experience in other horror films. You know? Right. There was a lot. There, there was quite quite a few articles saying that, you know, it's one of those films that most people couldn't make it through. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't. I, didn't that. I thought it was just so masterfully crafted with the jump scares, with the dread, with uh, you know what the, the like uh, uh, the sub meaning of what the movie was about. Right, and it was done so delicately that I just I got a lot of enjoyment, and it's one of those movies that, that's like you know it was disturbing to me yeah. in a good way, where it was yeah. just like. You know, the, the levity, there's not a lot of levity in this movie. No, either. there's not. Uh, but I just, I didn't get like, you know, when you, when you hear that this was so scary that I had to shut it off halfway through, you're looking, it, it means one of two things. The thing is like really cerebrally terrifying, like paranormal activity. Right. You know, where it, that where and that's, that's what, it, that's the way this was presented in whatever article I was reading about it, uh, is that it was like, you know, a paranormal activity where it wasn't like, um, you know, the alternative is, is a movie like Hostel 2, where it's just, you know, a lot of torture porn and shocking, you know, shocking. trying to shock yeah. trying to shock shock you. Yeah, exactly. So when you hear that about a movie, it means one of those two things is that it's it's super cerebrally scary, like paranormal activity or, you know, uh, a movie like that. Uh, that that has like genuine scares, or it's just over the top violent and, and kind of gross, and that's what's making people turn it off. It, I didn't get that from this. Like paranormal activity, I could see that about. Like that was a terrifying movie that I could see some people not making it through. You know, yeah, and and even um, I, yeah, I, I see what you you're know? saying because it, it was so frightening that it almost felt real. Yeah, and, and then you know if you have any inclination of maybe believing in the paranormal, that yeah, it, it would cause you to go. Ah, uh, this ain't for me. I, yeah. I can't finish this. I didn't get that out of this movie. I don't. Not I don't. I didn't. Either. I, I didn't see somebody shutting this off because it was just so terrifying they couldn't make it through. You know. I mean, to me, it's like. And you talked about in your news, The Exorcist. You know, to me, this right. was like Exorcist 2.0. Right. I mean, and it, it wasn't trying to be The Exorcist, but it had that same kind of feel. The Exorcist, I could see people being so terrified of that. Oh, that absolutely. They make it but this, this just didn't rise to that level. I didn't think. No. No. It was a scary movie though. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you know, so I, I, another thing I, I thought was interesting, these people are the same age as us because she's 15 and it's 1991. So. <laughs> I got to do my math. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. Because I graduated. In, so I was 15 in 1990 and 1991. So uh, yeah, I graduated in 94. So mm-hmm. I was 18. So, yeah, I did, too. And I was uh, so uh, so I thought that was that was interesting. Um, you know, this is Spain is a very Catholic country. It certainly, yeah. it certainly was more back then, even. Uh so for, you know, the Spanish viewers, the Spanish audiences is aimed at, I think it's going to hit harder with some of this religious imagery, like the crucifix falling off the wall mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the, the nun, um, the blind nun, who I thought was a really great character, actually. Um, what was her name? Like Sister Death or something like that? Yeah, that's that was the nickname that they called her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she she and we'll, we can talk more about her when uh, later on. But I thought she was I thought she was a really good character and I thought she um 
she was a little more um, nuanced than I thought she was going to be. I thought she was there for scares. You know, the, the, she's blind. She doesn't have, she looks a little like the nun from the uh, Wanniverse. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe that's, that's where true. they kind of, um, I don't know, where drew they their inspiration. drew their inspiration from is this movie. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I liked what they did with that character, how she was the, the, the other one who could see these things. And she had, you know, tried to stop it, mm-hmm. actually gouged her own eyes out to try to uh, or blinded herself to try to uh, I guess she still had eyeballs. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were all gla- glazed over. Right. Right. But she still saw this this stuff, you know, and, and she has a really great scene with Veronica, with the uh, main character there that uh, where she kind of explains all of this. And it's, you know, it's it's a little bit of an info dump, but I think. I think it's very well done and I, I and it was scary well and it was done with with such care that it didn't feel that way it just kind of gave you that explanation of you know what's going on with veronica at the time um and, and another thing is is i i like the subtext of you know a grieving family where the eldest daughter all the responsibility is put onto her to take care of her siblings the mom can't do anything else except work and she's got to work constantly and work 18 20 hour days come home and sleep a couple hours and then have to leave but leans on her 15 year old daughter to take care of these kids and you know the sub subtext to me was man this is real life anybody can relate to this it's not a culture thing it's like it's Mm -hmm. across the 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 globe of a grieving family and and the eldest uh child being leaned on to be an adult or be that 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 co-parent where the real parent needs to work and and make a living so i mean to me i love that backstory to it as well that was really well portrayed i mean you see that right away in the movie that's uh like one of the first uh the first uh, scenes in the movie is her getting her uh, brother and brothers and sisters up for school and getting them off and uh, taking care of them. The, Make uh, sure her, they're fed. Yeah, they go her, take a shower. Her young brothers wet the bed. She has to deal with that. Yeah. She's got like all these, uh, you know, per- parent type problems that she has to deal with with her siblings because her mom is. Uh, her mom they obviously run like a bar or something yeah and her mom has been up because there's a there's a party that that came in and yeah all she can do is work and she's exhausted you mm-hmm. know uh so yeah and and, and what well, it does you're totally right it transcends culture uh there are are americans who live like this i'm sure so. oh yeah without a doubt i mean you hear stories about it all the time mm-hmm. um other thing I loved is is that she is a teenage girl going through puberty and she's she's um, you know experiencing different things as she's getting older and growing up. Um, I thought a couple of effective scenes is when she's looking out the window and she sees um, a lady just dancing and like lip singing to something and mm-hmm. you know she kind of smiles and later in the movie she also she sees uh, a teenage girl she's working on her homework and her dad leaning over and you know helping with with her homework and she doesn't have that and it's just that 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 look of damn you know i wish i could have this or i wish i didn't have to be like this and it comes into play with her friendships with uh with rosa and with diana later yeah absolutely right and uh, you know you you brought this up earlier this week when we were talking about this this movie is about like growing up and becoming an adult Mm -hmm. and you know how terrifying that can be i think that's 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 part of what one of the themes of the movie is because this girl uh you know it's actually part of the plot that she she hasn't you know actually had her period yet or become a woman i think that is what that's trying to say Mm -hmm. and um you know that 
she's got all these adult responsibilities though you know she's not not physically mature yet but she's already got all these responsibilities of an adult Mm -hmm. you know and then that (laughs) that that could be pretty scary you know well and it's like you know growing up into puberty um you know you have these friends you have an outlet uh, of being a kid you know they always say, or, or I've heard the phrase, let kids be kids, mm-hmm. you know, and that includes teenagers, you know, 15, 16, 17 year olds, let it play out, you know, hang out with your friends, do what you're going to do. Right. She never got to experience that. And you yeah, felt so bad for her. But I think what they did with the movie was, is, you know, it was more to an extreme is that because if she didn't get to be a kid, she was going to be evil. You know, which is which was like the frightening thing about that. And, it, it, you know, it was more of her friends turn on her like like any other teenage kid would do. It's like, well, we don't want to hang out with you because you you're always gone or you're always going to bail on us. Just and what is she going to do? She, she has to take care of her brother and sister just because there's no other choice. Right. So right. I, I, I kind of love that about the movie. So. I like the whole concept of I think Ouija boards are scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> like we it, it's so relatable. Everybody's probably done it. Uh-huh. And it's scary when you're it's scary when you're doing it, you know. I, I don't know when the last time I played with a Ouija board was. I, I did have kind of a I don't know, I was a jerk at this party once and pushed it around. Uh, you know, I obviously I'm good at uh thinking up fictions <laughs> so I, he's always been good at that yeah i've always been good life. at making up stories so uh you know I, I terrified some of my friends one night because uh, they just thought i was like a stupid jock and um you know put a, put a bunch of demonology into the uh <laughs> into the ouija board as i pushed around but you know this is a this is often a scary thing and they're the Ouija board movies we get are usually really kind of hack jobs. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they're really not well, uh, they aren't well done or taken seriously. It's kind of a, uh, I don't know, they're a lot of times almost like a direct-to-video type movie that you get. You know, I, I don't know. The Ouija series, I, I haven't really seen that, but, uh, you know. I have no interest. I mean, like you said, it's kind of hacky or. Yeah, but this is a really well done Ouija board movie, and, and. I, I love that concept because that is scary. You know, that's kind of going, you know, what you, you put this board down with your friends, you light some candles and stuff. It's like the possibility of what you're going to contact is like both exciting and terrifying. You know, Absolutely what's right. actually going to what's actually going to happen here? You know? Well, I think that's where we need to like kind of start with the movie, you know, mm-hmm. just give it overall. I think that's a perfect place to start because mm-hmm. you get the beginning of the movie is the character build. Actually, it starts off with, uh, you know, uh, cops responding to a 911 one call mm-hmm. so obviously like this and I, thought, I thought that really set the tone too I, I i liked that that was scary too Yeah, because I, you didn't learn a whole lot it was just right. a phone call of somebody saying he's in here um right and it seemed it seemed very real too you know oh, just yeah. because it was because you didn't see like her making the call you just heard the call from the perspective of the 911 operator right you know you didn't see what was going it was just like this uh this call that that was coming and i and i've heard some real 911 calls like this and they they are scary yeah. you know they're they're terrifying without, to listen to without a doubt so i kind of love i'm always a sucker for um the almost the end at the beginning of a movie i kind of yeah. like that it, it, i always get enjoyment out of that in a movie so we we get the character uh bills for for all the main characters in this family this you know this grieving family that who had lost their father slash uh husband then we go to the castle catholic school it's an all-girls catholic school um 
so Veronica is passing notes between her and Rosa talking about, you know, they're going to do the Ouija board. But I love the conversation that they're having about the eclipse. You know, it's it's more apt to bring out evil and, and, and you know, blood sacrifices and stuff like that. Uh, and there was this really cool shot when the uh, uh, what do they call those the projector, the right picture projector mm-hmm. things where she stands up and she gets like this shot of the eclipse right in her heart and i was like symbolism i love that too that was a great great shot i actually have that written down as well uh i, I really liked the all of the imagery of the eclipse that they used here oh yeah you know because they because she's like looking at the stars on her she's got these uh glow-in-the-dark stars on her ceiling like in, in her bedroom a, like you'd have as a kid things you yeah you know you stick them up there and she shines this flashlight up there and it makes kind of this like ring around uh, one of the stars like that. Well, and when she's twisting it, it kind of does that kind of eclipse effect because she's right. twisting the, uh, the the flashlight to make it do that. And it's like, can you see this, you know, the foreshadowing or or the symbolism like throughout the movie of her doing that. So. Right. And I, I really, so I, I really liked all of the eclipse imagery in the movie. I thought it really lent like a sinisterness to it and, and this like foreboding uh power that you can't you can do nothing about you know there's the eclipse is there's nothing you can do to stop it it's powerful it's celestial it's uh you know out of this world just like the malevolent thing that's going to come come to her yep so i I really dug all that all of that imagery so the girls go down there diana is like this new gal so she ends up joining them uh they do the ouija board in the basement you get a you get a real quick glimpse of uh sister death um oh no no yeah, I think you see her. Um, but no, the girls are sitting around just as the eclipse is happening. They're doing the Ouija thing. Uh, the two other girls get really scared because this thing's starting to get weird and like move around by itself. Uh, it lands on the sun thing and Veronica's fingers on it. It breaks and yeah. she's bleeding onto the bleeds onto the sun. I, I love I love that shot, too. That was so good. That was great. That was great. Um, and then it goes dark and then Veronica's on the ground. Rosa comes up to her and. Veronica's like whispering something mm-hmm. and you know there's this big frightened look and I, I thought the, the character of Rosa was fantastic she did a good job mm-hmm. you know and just like this look on her face like oh my gosh what's going on here and then it's the famous like poster shot of her um, like getting held up and then her mouth opening really really wide mm-hmm. so there you go she goes to the what <laughs> nurse's office that's when they bring up well you're 15 you haven't had your period you don't, do you do drugs stuff like that Mm -hmm. exactly and and uh you know you want one thing i want to say is uh, what what was looking through the negative at the eclipse can you do that i wouldn't think so i wouldn't think that give you enough because because what they do is they take a negative like that you get from a like an old old, you know when you went and got photos developed they take this negative and look at it look at the eclipse through that i've never heard of that i haven't either i mean the pinhole camera and all that stuff i've done that with an eclipse but i've never heard of looking through a negative and i wouldn't think that would shield your eyes enough but yeah because everybody had a negative that's that's what they were all doing and you know that was something that she had to get her get her uh, brother and sister the night before too because uh, they had they had said they needed that for for the eclipse or whatever well 1991 was a different time i, I guess man <laughs> maybe that worked back then i'm not sure uh Somewhere in there, there's this, uh, is that where she has this dream 
uh, where uh, that was this is a scene that I probably found the scariest in the movie for me. She has this like dream where these the kids like her brother and sister are in this closet mm-hmm. and they like she opens the closet and they're there. Mm-hmm. And just the way they looked or something was just like spine tingling to me. I found that terrifying. Yeah, it's it, like one of the most, the scariest scenes in the movie. Like, you know, you, you didn't expect them to be there. She was, she's laying in her bed. She gets up, uh, you know, it turns out she's in a dream later, but she opens the closet and there, there, her siblings are up staring at her. It, it was good. Uh, Cause what had happened is they came home. Uh, Veronica has the Ouija board in her backpack. It had broke, broken in half. So she puts it on top yeah. of her armoire. That's right. And then it keeps falling off. Then she puts it under the bed. Uh, the the, the uh, dinner scene is fantastic. Yeah. Because, you know, she's like, somebody's holding yes. her. She's trying to eat. Trying to eat and she can't. And yeah. then she gets the fork in her mouth and it's like stabbing her in the throat. <laughs> and you're like, oh, gosh. And it makes her vomit. Yeah. And it's like, like in, uh, one of the sisters drops milk or like whatever pasteurized what drops some milk on the floor and she kind of snaps out of what she's doing she ends up uh after that dinner scene ends up putting the backpack in her closet then she has the dream that's right because she sees her dad naked right that's right and and he's like walking towards her as some sort of like almost zombie like uh totally naked naked yeah which seeing your parents naked is scary anyway (laughs) (laughs) so your dad's dad right right that's That's frightening right exactly so but what the scariest part of that was for some reason for me was when she opened the closet and her brother their brothers and brother and sisters were in there and just the the look that they get i don't know if they i should go back and look at that again to see if they cgi'd their faces or something but it was just the expressions they had on their face where it creeped me out it was terrifying for sure um yeah yeah, they uh i missed a part of uh little antonito yeah uh was getting a bath and uh she heard a a sound in a room and she got locked in and then scalding water. Oh, yeah. Like, he scalded like, him. He got That's scalded. Right. Uh, he said, I'm, she said, I'm sorry, I didn't do it. And he goes, no, it wasn't you. Yeah. Th- these, these are the kind of things that are happening in one of these possession type movies like this kind of it's like a poltergeist type thing that's going on yeah it's 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 kind of that build too of what paranormal activity did it's kind of right it becomes more increasingly violent right exactly and these things are happening and they shouldn't be happening and there's no explanation for them so you know that's pretty typical of a movie like this i I uh, did really like the trope of the tv turning on oh yeah and it was so good because the tv turns on and it's like one of those you know push the button in older tube tv so she turns it off and in the background or in the reflection you see the demon yes that's right and then she moves her head like she moves down like like you think it's going to disappear but it's still there yes that that was awesome i i did like that scene that the reflection scene was was pretty scary um you know we we i think we have the scene with the nun sometime around here and I, I know we already talked about that, but I, I I did really like this scene. First of all, she's smoking for some reason. She's down in this basement where they smoking did the, a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, she's smoking a cigarette, which is good imagery, I think. First of all, you know, it gives kind of this mist or like fog type, uh, you know, didn't you uh, get feeling. A feeling to it. Yeah, didn't you get a feeling that you were going to see some sort of like CGI face, like an invisible face, yeah, kind of you know, into it, but it never happened. Yeah, but it, it, it lent an atmosphere. Just the smoke that she was smoking lent an atmosphere too and then you had her you know she's scary looking she has you know has uh has injured her own eyes so she can't see these visions anymore she tells you know veronica this and then after veronica leaves i it's one of the 
it's a really cool scene where she, you know, basically she's talking to herself and she's she says something like, uh, you know, you're you really open. Basically, you open this Pandora's box, you know, and she says, corre, 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 which means run, run, run. I loved that scene. (laughs) Like She's like, you really did it now. You're you're in great danger. Run, run, run. Right. Exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. she, She tells her that the book. Um, you know, something that, that this is not heaven and hell, this is something else, and the book will tell you how to get rid of this. So, right. Um, so, and she was talking about the Encyclopedia de lo Culto. Mm-hmm. So, this, this is interesting because they have these, uh, you can go to kiosks in Spain. I don't know if maybe they have them in big bigger cities too, but they have these like book, uh, like magazine type things that, like, like I got one that, it, that and they usually have like five little magazine type things in them. Mm-hmm. And you get like a poster with them usually. And obviously, this one came with a Ouija board. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> but, you know, and they, and they used to advertise them on TV. And, uh, I got one of bullfighting when I was there so that it had like the history of bullfighting and all this stuff in it you know right and uh, but you could buy these these like kiosk books and she's got this one in uh, the occult and uh, this is where she's getting her information from and she got multiple there were multiple sitting well, right there. I thought it was it was that was a little hokey I think yeah. that she gets all of like pretty much all of the information she she needs she gets these sigils to protect herself from the, the encyclopedia de la culto yeah she draws <laughs> these things and puts it in her sister's room right, right. i mean so it was like um this is a kiosk book these are like you know magazines that you'd find on uh, uh on the shelf at a grocery store or something right. is, is is basically american equivalent to this kind of stuff but uh but, uh, but the you know you didn't have the internet really back then so i guess you need a, needed they needed a way to get her this information how else is she gonna gonna get it um you know and another thing i really liked was the uh, scene with the walkie-talkie Oh yeah, the, like the kids walkie-talkie. I think that's always that's another thing that's often used in a movie. It's kind of trope, but it but it was really done well here. You know, yeah, because it was frightening. Yeah, it was it was actually very frightening. And you know, I, I mean, we played around with walkie-talkies when I was a kid too. That is kind of creepy. You get like you pick up like a trucker or whatever, and they're talking to you, and you don't know who this person is or what. Right. Well, you know? it, the way it was so effective is that you know it it. it you kind of expected it is like somebody's talking and why aren't you guys in bed and they're both passed out right like and like who's talking here right um that's that's the same scene where the simon says is kind of going off and turns red she sees the demon and like the demon's kind of like a like an alien looking thing kind of black yeah, right? so, exactly so I hate horror movies that are uh, that it turns out to be an alien mm-hmm. that, that's <laughs> what you were thinking about no. that and that was what I was uh, I was fearing at that point was that the way it, the I'm like the oh man this is not an alien is it but I mean it, it has kind of an alien look to it or whatever yeah, and uh like it's it showed the shadow appears in the in the windows it turns out, turns out to be their mom coming home or whatever. yeah I, I like yeah. the way it physically looks and then it the way it became a shadow on the wall no the way it, it looks it, it's a great it's a scary looking uh, demon right but know? but the transition but, of yeah. like physically seeing it and just seeing the shadow when it right. goes into the wall and then one of the sisters gets choked. And, you know, Veronica's like, hey, hey, you're, you're OK. And she's like, why were you choking? Me? Right. I wasn't choking. you." Right. <laughs> so then you, you, you're thinking something's up here. Um, <laughs> there, there was another scene where she's sleeping and she's looking up and has her headphones in like and she's getting woken up by her her two sisters and it's daytime. 
And then the sisters start biting into her, like start yes. eating her. Yep. And they, they later say, somebody later says, says, did you bite your hand? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they ask her if she bit her own hand. No, but she's getting like like the three, what you, right. you know, the Lord, well, what demons are. Yeah, and she, she's got on her shoulder and she puts her hand up to it and it matches like her fingers, you know, which is foreshadowing, I guess, for what the end of the movie is. Yep. Um, but so she goes to this party. Yes. And. I didn't understand her. So her friends were just I maybe I wasn't watching as closely as I should have been. Why were her friends like not wanting to talk to her at this thing? Uh, well, I, I think I think Rosa was like moving on from her. Um, you know, this is what I was talking about at the beginning where, you know, we don't want to be with a friend that doesn't want to do the things that we want to do or can't can't do those things. They're at a party you know, people are yeah. smoking and drinking. Yeah. Um, you know, Rosa or, or Veronica j- just goes into this party and is looking for Rosa. She finds Rosa looking for a Diana because she ends up finding out the only way that she can get rid of this demon is, is to, to say goodbye. Yeah. Uh, to do the do it again. Right. Say goodbye. And then the demon's going to go away, which is what the, the nun told her. Yeah. So, right. And that's what she finds. Or did she find that in the encyclopedia del culto? No, she found that in the well, encyclopedia. No, she, she was told. The, by the nun that you need to look in the book to find out what you need to do. So oh, like the, right. the part, okay. the part where, you know, okay, this is how I have to do it. Got burnt. So that's why right. she went to go buy another one. That's right. Okay. So she could read that. So she went to this party. I think it was one. Diana really didn't want to hang out with her. I think okay. Rosa was, you know, still cared about her, but that's when she reveals of what Veronica whispered when she like passed out after their first time they did it that's she right said i'm you told me you were gonna die today yeah that's and she right. wanted to be away from it that's right yeah the uh the the what's her other friend's name diana diana yeah she really had the crimped hair in this scene <laughs> she did <laughs> it's like all crimped hair and acid wash yeah so so it was that point i mean with with these two characters it was the point of you know they're teenagers they're starting to you know kind of uh, maybe not a bad crowd but starting to go to parties and stuff like right. that and drink and explore right. that where well and i wondered was that part of it too like the demon was affecting them they're doing this bad stuff now or, or what because not them see, yeah okay no it wasn't, I, I, it wasn't affecting them at all it's i didn't just, get that vibe this is this that. was the, part of growing up yeah, they're just, just they're like, starting to do these things and you know uh veronica can't because she's got her responsibilities that's yeah, what's, any, what's going any on any stupid here. teenager going sure. out and drinking and right. smoking and you know right bad influences Teenagers with all responsibilities, like me, like I was back then. But yeah. So well, in in the encyclopedia of the occulto, did you notice the uh, on there was those sigils that were that she was drawing to protect herself? On the opposite side of uh, one of those pages is the great red dragon, the woman clothed in the sun. It's the watercolor picture that, uh, if you've watched the movie Red Dragon. Oh, it's yeah. that picture that okay. uh, Francis Dollarhide is like obsessed with. Yeah, he actually eats it in the book. I don't remember if he ate it in the uh, in the uh, movie, or not, but he's obsessed with that painting. So they have that painting on the opposite side of. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it was kind of a L- little homage to that. huh? It was. It was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, I should probably wrap it up. I think we're getting 40 going long. Okay. Yeah, there, there. I do want to mention one scene after that happens with her friends. I, I really love this scene of as she's walking forward, everybody's walking in reverse behind her. Yeah. You, you, and then right. she walks by maybe her. Yeah. But somebody that's wear, wearing the same exact clothes as her right. has the same color hair and same length. And it's 
exactly the same and they both turn their head at the same time but it's going opposite directions yes. and then it comes back and it's real great cinematography so i just it, i enjoyed that. that that is great that is a great shot exactly um, um so they go back uh, or she goes back she realizes that she doesn't have her friends to do the same thing so she <laughs> recruits her little sisters to right. do this whole thing to get rid of the demon little brother finds the magazine starts drawing these symbols on the wall right um yeah man this is and this is where it gets like really really hairy it's just like all all the paranormal things are happening the poltergeist and things are getting more and more violent and then then that's when she makes the call right because she sees the demon it's coming for us so she's call it she calls 911 this is where you know the beginning of the movie happens you know these police are heading towards that the mom's looking and she realizes that that's going towards her building. So right. she runs out of there. Right. Uh, Veronica grabs the little the little brother, two girls. They, they get out of the building, and all of a sudden, the little brother's not in her arms. Right. So. Well, and then this is the this was a good scene too because she discovers that she's actually the demon. She's like looking in a mirror and figures out that. You know, she was the one who was choking her sister and she was the one, you know, all of these things add up to her as she's looking in the mirror. Yeah. yeah. She's like, it's almost like she went into a whole trance or something like that. Yeah, she does that. uh, But she also told her little brother, you know, this four year old kid that if you see this person again, because he was talking about their dad reading to her right well if you see that again mm-hmm. call my name right vero plug vero. his ear yeah plug, plug his, his ears, ears and, and say your name vero. and he keeps doing that and it's like yeah. she she's telling him well it's me yeah and he's like shaking his head no vero vero yeah. vero yeah uh exactly and i thought that was that was a great scene when the uh, cops come in they open the closet and he's in there just saying vero 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh which is short for veronica obviously yeah. uh but uh yeah i thought that was a that was a scary scene as well uh and yeah and then it goes circular into the beginning and you see what actually happened to veronica she's like contorted and uh the demon is actually putting his his hand in her mouth or whatever yeah like and, grabbing uh, her heart or something you don't know exactly what's going on but she's like right. kind of like she's, she's real contorted and yeah. uh, being tormented by this demon so but yeah another thing they don't see the demon but they see you see yeah, the demon right. like as the a, demon, right. as as the audience member but the yep. cops don't see it and she's just like up on her own right. levitating right i guess that's the best way to put it um so i find out that she did get possessed she was doing all these things um you know the mom did a so good like she was just she's just freaking out obviously for, with her kids and when she sees veronica coming out there she's just freaking out too she veronica's messed up uh gets a call from another cop, or the the main guy, the the captain or whatever, right. gets a call. You know the girl died. Right. So he's looking around. He sees a picture of her on the floor, and it just burns. Right. <laughs> so and then there's like this little title card thing at the end saying, you know, yeah, this that this happened. People can say it really happened. The you know, the captain ended up quitting, and then they showed these these snapshots. And was that of the real scene, or was that just of the movie? I think it I didn't felt, see that. Uh, you didn't see that? No, because no, Netflix, showing pictures of the, Netflix the broken, showed me a preview of the next movie. I didn't get to really see the credits, really. Oh, yeah. Well, no, they were showing like pictures of that. like the crime scene. Really? But I didn't know if it was real or if it was just, yeah, okay, they were showing scenes from the movie. Huh. So, yeah, this is a 
well, this isn't a true story, but what happened is uh, some girl apparently killed herself after using a Ouija board. And I'm sure that, you know, like most things, it inspired was inspired by true events. I, I'm sure she had plenty of pride. I haven't really read this story, but a lot of times what happens is like, you know, with that whole Judas Priest case in the, in the <laughs> 80s, you know, uh, he happened to have all sorts of uh, mental issues and all these problems and stuff. But he also listened to Judas Priest. So, yeah, of course, that's what made him kill himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, so that. I think that's kind of what was in play here, but uh, uh, a girl did kill herself and it was attributed to the, the fact that she had used a Ouija board in the uh, preceding weeks or something like that. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure that it was a, the true story wasn't quite this dramatic, but uh, it did, did make for a good movie. A little bit of gore in there. Mm-hmm. I don't think we missed anything. No, I don't think so. I think that's all I want to talk about, but... All right, so Veronica, nineteen or twenty seventeen. What are you going to yeah. give it? So I did think it was genuinely scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the acting was fantastic, especially from the kids, as usual. You know, it seems to be a horror movie theme these days that these kids do a better job than anybody else. Uh, Anna Torrent was great in it, though. Too. I mean, she was a she was a really uh, good uh, for the few for the few scenes she's on. She was really good, um, and I thought there were some genuinely creepy things that actually scared me yep. you know not to the point that i had to sleep with the lights on it's not didn't make me shut it off because i was so terrified or anything like that but it was a genuinely scary movie that i actually i actually found scary it wasn't just like some of these movies i was like oh i could see how somebody else would find that scary like a normal person <laughs> but uh, i actually found this movie scary i'm gonna give it uh, three and a half stars excellent good bad or classic it was good okay uh, again, I mean, your initial thoughts. I, I, I can't add to that except maybe the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of love the way it was shot. You know, the daytime was like a natural daytime. Yeah. The nighttime was like a natural night. Uh, the basement, you know, wasn't overly lit like, like right. you'd see in a normal movie. I mean, the, the mood and the atmosphere all just kind of came together. Um, God, I was sitting at a three and a half, but the more we talk about it, the more I really like it. So I'm going to say it's a good movie and I'm going to give it a four. I, I think that's totally, that's a fair, uh, fair rating for sure. And I, I, I've, I would almost go up there with it for, for myself too. Yeah, it's, it's I good. can understand and be between that. I mean, to me, this is, this is a, <laughs> I, I would, I don't know if I'd recommend this to everybody though. Yeah. I, I, I could see if you, <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see if you're easily scared or something this might not be a one that you would want to watch yeah if 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 ouija boards are really taboo for you or 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 paranormal or demonic things bother you i think this movie's gonna scare the hell out of you (laughs) no i I agree i I totally agree i I think that's uh that might be uh something that gives some people a a little problem about this movie (laughs) really affect them and maybe that's like i said the Spain, especially in this time, was it was much more Catholic, and maybe that's where some of that came from, where people couldn't watch the whole thing. I don't know, where it was kind of the taboo of the Ouija board and the demon demo, demonology and all of that. Well, from what I saw, it was a lot of it. Like when it came to American Netflix, that's that's the people that were saying that they yeah. were like, "Oh, we yeah, can't watch true. it. I couldn't finish right. it." So right. yeah, I. Uh, Recommended if you're a, a good horror fan or not mm-hmm. good. If you 
you like The Exorcist and yeah. you that scared you, I think you'll like. The, you aren't going to be as scared as you were watching The Exorcist, yeah. but it's uh, or disturbed. I mean, it's still a disturbing right. movie, but sure it is. Yeah. Nah. All right, sweet. Uh, yeah, we both recommend this movie. It's good. Uh, coming up next week, I'm, I'm looking forward to reviewing this one because it's so fun. The Return of the Living Dead. And then, then we're going to stay in the 1980s for the month of September. It's the 1980s Forgotten Slasher Treasure Chest uh, kicking off September 4th. And Shocker. one of Andy's favorite movies, Shocker. Indeed. And then October, boom, we it's bring it back. got a great Megadeth song on the, uh, Which on the soundtrack. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's a remake of, uh, of Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, but, there yeah. you go. Uh, in October, our second annual Shocktober, which is going to be all Halloween-themed horror movies, which, by the way, our, our new intro for that is sweet. It is. All right, everybody, have a good weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Horrorphoria podcast, episode number 74. Don't forget to rate and review us and follow us on all social medias. Have a good weekend. Weekend.